Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Sam's Report. And wow, this month is over. Uh, the good thing about this month being over is that next week we got a little shindig in New York City. So Monday and Tuesday, actually Monday morning, I'm going to fly to New York City. I think I get into New York City like 9 a.m. It's not a long flight from here, and there's plenty of options. Um, Self-gloating, I already got upgraded to first class. Thank you, Delta. Please don't punch me like United or assault me on the plane. But, um, yeah, for those of you who are in their SkyMiles program, you'll understand what that means. But anyways, New York City next week. Microsoft's got a big event. And I, I'm starting to hear more and more about it. I, I, I'm thinking this is going to be much more education-focused than Windows. So keep that in mind that this may not be some big, massive, like, Windows reveal. Um, but, you know... That's New York next week. I'm going to be there. Paul's going to be there. Mary Jo's going to be there. There's going to be some other people. If you're in town, I know not everybody lives in New York City, obviously. But if you're in town on Monday or 5 o'clock-ish, 6 o'clock-ish, 7 o'clock-ish, probably late o'clock-ish, uh, Rattle and Hum. I think it's Rattle and Hum East. That's the only one we ever go to. New York City, a bunch of us are going to be hanging out. To be honest, I'll probably be there all day because I'm going to go check into my hotel and what else do I have to do besides sit at Rattle and Hum and eat tater tots? That's one of the main reasons I go to uh, New York City. So anyways, that's coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about that next week. But uh, Microsoft earnings yesterday. So interesting earnings. They came in just about right on par for what Wall Street had. So not really exceeding expectations, but not really under expectations by any means. Uh, quick recap, revenue revenue of $22.1 billion. Uh, net income of $4.8 billion. And these are all gap figures. I'm not going to use Microsoft's uh, other numbers, constant currency and some other things. I am a big fan of gap. We're going to run with gap. Uh, cloud. No surprise, cloud continues to be the shining star of Microsoft. That's where their revenue drive is coming from. That's where consistently going. They're now saying they're at a 15.2 billion annual run rate for their cloud services. Unfortunately, they don't break that out specifically into Azure and Office 365, but 15.2 billion annual run rate, not too shabby. That's a pretty big business. Windows Phone is dead. Not that this is a big surprise. Microsoft has had similar language, but really what they're saying here is that by the end of 2017, fiscal year 2017, uh, which for Microsoft ends June 30th, their essential write-off of all their Nokia assets will be completed and they're basically going to be done in the phone market. And that's not a surprise. They've stopped building phones. This is I don't, I don't want to hammer this into the ground. They've already said that a million times. Uh, other highlights for Microsoft, Office 365 commercial. So this is commercial users of Office 365 has passed 100 million users. That's uh, 100 million in what, about six, five and a half, six years? that's that's pretty impressive and a lot more are expected still to come because there's still a lot of on-prem users so but anyways 100, 100 million office 365 on the consumer side there's 26.2 billion which ironically is also the same number that microsoft paid for linkedin they paid 26.2 billion and now they have 26.2 million uh consumers using office 365 Office 365 continues to be a bright spot they've got that they've got cloud um actually windows oem revenue increased five percent so that's good, but again, I'm not expecting too much from Windows anymore. It's still going to generate a lot of money, don't get me wrong, but it's not It's not Azure, it's not Cloud, it's not Office 365. It's just kind of like, okay, this is going to continue to make, you know, constant, uh, same amount of money, give or take. It's going to flux up and down, but no big spikes or, or troughs, I'm not really thinking. Uh, one big spot that I've been watching for a long time, so LinkedIn, Microsoft, as I noted, bought this for $26.2 billion. Lost $386 million. Yeah. Um, so, 
Microsoft obviously has to figure this out because you can't just spend $26.2 billion on something and then have it lose money quarter over quarter. So they must clearly see a path to profitability. Now, they are starting to integrate linked into other products like Dynamic 365, and they also launched some other things like this uh, stuff for HR organizations to help do all that. But you're losing, let's just round up to $400 million on your great big bet and yeah so i'm really curious to see if microsoft is going to have a story of build that might be a bit too early about how they're going to get turn that into profitability uh i would imagine so internally they're going to start doing things about moving money around on the balance sheet to eventually show that for example this dynamic 365 stuff i would imagine that if people are using that it's going to carry some money back over to linkedin um Advertising obviously is an easy way to monetize that, but they've got to overcome this big trough because they have to prove, Nadella has to prove that LinkedIn was worth $26.2 billion because the other argument is, hey, you could have given that back to shareholders, but instead they bought this massive business network. I'm not necessarily saying this is a bad purchase, but it's a sore spot currently, and Microsoft knew that, everybody knew that coming in, and they had them, they've now owned them for roughly a little over a quarter, I believe. And they lost 386 million. That, that's that's tough. That's tough. That's that's tough. And I need a haircut now that I think about it. <laughs> Guess what I'm gonna go do this afternoon. But anyways, 386 million. That's pretty much it. Uh, Xbox Live did pretty well. I think it was like 52 million. Uh, 52 million Xbox Live subscribers. Surface Rev- revenue. Somebody incorrectly, I think it was Engadget, incorrectly wrote that Surface sales were down 26%. But what was actually stated was Surface revenue was down 26%. And again, that's not all that surprising. Microsoft hasn't launched anything. They launched the Studio, which you know, right back there. But th- this is ultra premium, very low volume, low volume. I imagine high margin, but low volume. They haven't launched anything. Service books, they had the performance base, but nothing really new if people are waiting for the next Intel chipset. Yeah, it's uh, not here yet, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Uh, Same with the Surface Pro. So nothing really new, and if you want to get that revenue up, you've got to have lower price points. And so, yes, they've been things on sale, but why would you buy a Skylake processor or a high-end laptop with a Skylake chip in at this point? Mostly because, one, you know, a refresh is hopefully coming soon. Two, Skylake just isn't all that great. And, well, not to mention that KB Lake isn't all that great either, but it's 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 the better of the worst. Um, so, there you go. There you go. What else happened? That's, that's kind of the highlights of that stuff. Um, as I said, Microsoft event next week. We'll see if there's any Surface-related stuff. I'm, I'm definitely hearing it's more education-focused than uh, people probably want it to be. People are expecting... Um, like an October type event. It's like, hey, here's some new software. Here's a great device. It might follow that same pattern, but it's definitely by all means going to be slanted towards education. So just keep that in mind and just trying to just trying to set that baseline that it's education focused. I'm expecting there's going to be hardware, but I, I, I don't know. We will see. Um, we will see. I don't think Microsoft has had these plans. I know this. I know for a fact that this event has been shuffled around many different times, not only from the dates about what they were going to announce, about what they were going to talk about. Uh, just really got locked down not too long ago, so things aren't, I don't know, still poking around. Still poking around. And so if you have ever muttered the words, I wish Microsoft would update my computer more, there's good news. Microsoft is going to start updating your computer more, at least the current branch. So the current branch is what the consumers use. And these are for non-security updates. They're now saying, hey, this is like the second or third time they said we're not only locked into Patch Tuesday, 
but Microsoft's announcing, hey, there's a good chance we might start doing more out-of-band updates just for general fixes. And they may not always come on a Tuesday or be part of Patch Tuesday. They said they will not be security-related updates. But be on the lookout. Microsoft might start doing this. Uh, we don't really know when or where. But if they're saying it this time, it sounds like they've got a plan, at least about how they're justifying this uh, update. Typically, non-security update. Now, this isn't completely true in every scenario. Typically, non-security updates don't require a restart. But sometimes, sometimes they do, whatever. But uh, hopefully, they are more... They're non-intrusive updates, if that makes sense. If that makes sense. And so, uh, speaking of Windows 10 Mobile, you can now get these get the creators update on officially unsupported devices, which I was looking to see if I have anything around. Um, but I don't. Uh, actually, there uh, you can't. I was about to point at a wall you couldn't see because I'm that smart. But anyways, you can now do it. It's just at your own risk. I think a lot of people made noises. It's like, who cares? Microsoft doesn't care because honestly, they are just kind of abandoning this platform and then you're just going to let it run itself into the ground. Um, anyways, I, yeah. Yep, that's all there really is to say about that. Uh, other things that went on this week, it was relatively, to be honest, a quiet week. Acer said that they're going to shift their mixed reality headsets later this year, and this made a ton of headlines. I don't know why. This has been the, the same plan all along. I would assume that it's going to align with Redstone 3, right? That makes sense, which we know is targeted for September. So this is looking like a September, October, roughly timeline. So I don't know. They announced that again. Blah. Anyways, there it is. Other things that impact the Microsoft world, at least me personally, is Apple announced, well, Apple did not announce it. Apple definitely did not announce it. It was Sonny Dickinson. I, Dickinson, I think is how you pronounce his last name. Anyways, he's a pretty good leaker when it comes to Apple stuff on Twitter. He wrote that, hey, a new Apple Siri device to take on Amazon Echo is coming and Google Home. No mention of Cortana because those things don't exist yet. And Apple's getting ready to gear up. And here's the thing. Apple's going to be the third player to the market, which is... It, which Apple can sometimes do. They're not always, they don't have to be first. Apple has the money. Uh, more importantly, they have the mind share of the consumers that, hey, when they build a product, it's great. So they have a better uh, margin of error about being late. And so it looks like this thing is going to be coming this fall. And we keep wondering when uh, the Harman Kardon Invoke or any of Microsoft stuff's coming. But I can tell you this, if Cortana launches, if these Cortana cubes launch alongside a Siri box at the exact same time this fall, Microsoft's going to have a damned hard time selling these things or pitching them because people are going to just buy the Apple one. I, it doesn't sound normal. Or, well, actually, it does sound normal. What is I thinking? That's I was going to say it doesn't sound right, but that's just the way the market works. Apple can come out with something and people are just going to buy it. Just because Microsoft slaps their name on it doesn't actually mean people are going to buy it anymore. And so... <laughs> Like this has just been one of those sad stories where Microsoft saw it and then they just moved at an anemic pace to actually get these things out the door. I'd love to say we're going to see these things next week, but I haven't heard anything about them coming to New York City and not to mention they're made by third parties. Um, Microsoft, you're shooting yourself in the foot. Okay, so June. You're, this is This is nothing official. This is nothing going on. Um, I've seen some things specifically and i can even name the date saturday june 18th there's some microsoft imagery floating around with surface devices with the date of saturday june 18th and, and typically when you see images like this of like a surface book or a pro 5 or pro 4 or whatever with this date on it that typically means those are the dates that are getting released and so i don't know if anybody's heard anything about saturday june 18th 
it's a Saturday, so I I can't imagine they're going to do a launch event for anything like this. And because what, like, here's a Surface Pro refresh. It looks the exact same. The internals are updated. Like, they're not going to hold an event for that. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard anything about June 18th until these images showed up. But who knows? If you have heard anything about Saturday, June 18th, let me know. I'd be very curious to see why Microsoft has created these images with that stuff. And... Um, I mean, the products look exactly the same, so I don't know if it's a refresh. I don't know if that's when they hit the stores. Saturday is typically a good day to launch that kind of stuff because it gives you all week to get things into the channel. Um, I don't know. I do not know. But anyway, Saturday, June 18th. I know I'm going to say that about five times because hopefully somebody will hear that and say, yeah, I've actually heard that Saturday, June 18th uh, is the day. But I don't know. They're very interesting images, and they're very, they're like high-quality things. These aren't like um, like somebody took a you know, like a, a leaked photo or anything. Like, these are high-quality images. So, interesting dates, interesting dates. Like I said, it was a little bit quiet this week. I think that's expected, though, because Microsoft is going to have a big week next week, and typically they're going to do things... Actually, to be honest, they're going to have two big weeks in a row. They've got the, the New York event next week, and then they've got Build, and so they're kind of, like, bundling up things that are going to be announced and things that they would typically put out. Um, they're gonna be like, you know what, we can wrap that into a keynote, so they have a lot of announcements, there's full and whatever, build is, is jam-packed with stuff. Things I'm gonna be looking for at build, um, OneDrive placeholders, we know that's supposed to be talked about, Microsoft said that at Ignite, so I'm big looking for that. Um, actually, there's a question related to this, so we'll get to it later. But anyways, that's kind of it for the world of Microsoft this week. Earnings came out, they were, you know, good, um, they definitely weren't bad, but they weren't, like, stellar, but they're... 22.1 billion in a quarter that's pretty dang good and not to mention net income of 4.8 billion that's for those not financially savvy 4.8 net income of 4.8 billion means after all of their expenses they made 4.8 billion dollars that they can either reinvest they can um they can uh da, 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 they can reinvest it i don't know someone screwed me up they said rafael or rafael sings June 18th is a Sunday on his calendar. I thought it was... Oh, it is a Sunday. Ha! <laughs> ah! I am drunk. Um, so it is... Let me look at these images again. Hopefully this doesn't show up. No, that's really weird. So I wonder if these are, like, really old images that have been mailed to me. Hmm. Interesting. Maybe was it was it June 18th? in 2016 let's just take a look let's see did brad make a i bet it was so are these like really old images yeah hmm maybe these are just really old i don't know well that's a total fail but anyways somebody sent these to me and the reason why i'm still hesitant on it is because of where the images showed up that's the only thing um, but anyways, so Kumbaya, that is going on. Uh, good point out in the comments. That's why the comments are always awesome. Anyways, we're going to jump into the questions of the week. The week being, uh, Jesus, I'm like losing my tongue. I, I don't know why. I slept like, you ever have that experience where you get too much sleep? I went to bed really early last night for me, like 9.45 and slept all through the night. And now I'm more tired because I got too much sleep. But anyways, Greg... Uh, it looks like Greg Alto asks, he says, how does Microsoft re-enter the phone market? That's a 
I'll tell you what, if you have a really good answer to that question, Microsoft would probably buy it from you if you had a good strategic plan. I don't actually think they're going to re-enter the phone market. I, I think that's... I think they're done in that space. They're going to enter the cellular PC market with these Windows on ARM devices. I don't really think they do. I think they just go for the apps and services model in the hardware space of iOS and Android, and that's it. I, it's going to be really tough. Uh, Robbie B32 says, potentially making progressive web apps the norm, which is Google is actually trying to do, but if you make progressive web apps the normal then you kind of undermine the store. But if that actually does work to where things are, everything is running progressively in the web, then you don't need an app store. And then the actual OS can do all that. So that's actually potentially maybe progressive web apps is what's going to save Microsoft's butt in the mobile space. Time Drifter asks, he says, has anyone considered that Windows Cloud could be the Windows Store apps locally and 32-bit apps in the clouds, i.e. remote apps? I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, mostly, here's why. Here's why I think that because of the specs of the machine, a Celeron uh, processor, and well, I guess if you're running in the, in the cloud, then all the compute could technically be off-site, and then you stream it down. Um, but then that's going to put a lot of strain on the infrastructure, the networking in the school. I don't know. That's an interesting thought. But as Merck Blue points out, they had what was called Azure Remote App, and it fit the bill for continuum-style usage. But then they canceled this. So I, I'm thinking that's not actually going to happen. Uh, looks like, kind of looks like Cashew, C-A-S-C-H-W, asks, what are your predictions for build? So build is always a tough one to predict because Microsoft is going to try to lay a roadmap that we not, haven't necessarily seen. Here's what I am going to be watching for. Microsoft made a huge, a huge deal about bots last year. Remember, was, everything was bots, bots framework. Here's some bots and everybody gets a bots and bots and six more bot words. So I'm going to be curious to see if Microsoft, what Microsoft is going to announce about momentum in the bot space and how they're actually making bots worth a damn because the only bot that really interacts with my life, there's two of them. This annoying one on Skype that reminds me of people who I don't have added on my contacts list that exist in my email contacts. Um, the other one, well, we know that like there's going to be Redstone 3. I think we're going to see a lot of neon Microsoft showing off where Windows is headed. Um, other predictions... I'm really going to be watching for what's happening with UWP. How is Microsoft actually going to position it? Because they've been trying for many, many years. It's not really taking off all that much. And so UWP will be a big thing. And uh, gosh, I just lost a lot. Well, there's going to be a lot of Azure stuff too. We know that, right? They're going to do showing about how Azure uh, improvements launch things faster, run things faster, run more stuff. I bet there's going to be more open source announcements at Build. That's typically... Uh, when Microsoft likes to make these things because it's, hey, it's developer communities. Developers love that kind of stuff. And why not tell them at build? So I would imagine that's going to happen. Somebody threw this out there running .NET applications on Linux. That would be kind of a home run type thing and very interesting. And so, I don't know, bots are the big thing. Oh, the other bot, Cortana bot that I... Cortana bot, I just said what I was thinking. The other bot that I kind of interact with is Cortana occasionally, mostly on iOS, ironically, not even on Windows 10. But, um, yeah. So, things out of left field, I don't know. That, that one's impossible to predict. It's going to be, the things I'm going to be looking for that I think are going to be fun are Redstone 3. I think they're going to dive into Neon and say, hey, look, here's our new design language. This is why you should do it. Considering how small of an update the creator's update turned into be, there's going to be a lot of stuff packed into Redstone 3. And so, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, announcements over that. Uh, Merk Blue asks in a very lengthy comment, 
why do people put up with advertising scam that is Google? I find their business model to be quite disgusting. Here's some free mediocre crap. Now we will collect all your data and sell ads of fools uh, who actually think that getting this money helps. I don't, you know, that's one of those things. The thing is, is Google makes a good search engine. People like stuff that is free. And uh, some people are going to disagree or agree with this. I'm going to go with the fact that consumers don't really care about their privacy that much. They say they do. They pretend that they do, but they don't. Because if you did, if you truly cared about your privacy, and I'm talking a reasonable degree, you would not be using Google, uh, at least not normally. Heck, you may not be using Bing. You'd be using DuckDuckGo. And so if you want to care about your privacy, use that. Uh, you're not on Facebook because Facebook is the easiest path to giving up personal information and telling you everything about it. Twitter, maybe you could be on. But uh, people like things that are free and that, that they don't care that people are selling their data. It's, it's, it's uh, privacy theater. We, have, we often say security theater when we're talking about the TSA. It's privacy theater. And I know it sounds terrible, but people would rather give up their privacy and have things that are free, and that is why. And you can agree or disagree with that, but until people stop using Google, uh, that's the indicator that, hey, they actually really do care about their privacy, and there you go. And so people, someone's going to make this, this argument that says, hey, ad blockers are a proof that people care about their privacy. No, ad blockers are proof that people care about n annoying things. Uh, ad blockers or ad tracking has existed on the web for a very long time. It's just that these ads are getting so pervasive because the you have to, as a publisher, you have to put the most annoying ads out there because they typically pay the best, and so people block them. It's a very vicious cycle. But that is the result of ad blocking is because people are annoyed, not because they care about their privacy. And I know someone's going to write in and say, I do care about my privacy, but yeah. So, uh, anyways, uh, Kadupa asks, says, Brad, why can't Microsoft take Android and put the error launcher and make Cortana default assistant the same way Microsoft D they can. Um, so here, here's the thing. So Microsoft, you can Microsoftify, and Paul has written this up many times, and some other people uh, have written up similar things. You can take an Android device and make it almost all Microsoft. Actually, Nokia did this. They sold a couple phones like this. If you are truly in love with the Microsoft world, you can go buy just about any over-the-counter Android, over-the-counter like it's a drug, uh, <laughs> unlocked Android device. And you can put Cortana, make it the default launcher. You put Arrow on there. You can download Outlook. You can download Skype. You can download all the apps. And it's literally a Microsoft phone other than the OS, which doesn't matter. Now, granted, there isn't a Microsoft store. You can still got to go through Google Play. And so, Kadupa, part of the problem here is that if Microsoft forked Android, then they would have to open up their own kind of quasi-Android store, much like uh, the Fire series does from Amazon. They very much could do that, and I believe that has been pitched around inside Microsoft, but at the end of the day, then that's another store that they have to convince people to port their apps to. Even though it would be very simple, it's still not quite the same. And so what they should do if Microsoft was smart was actually is find a way to have a download a package. That package just installs all the apps, although Android may not like that and Google may not like that. And that and that's it. But that's essentially what they're doing with the Google uh, or the S8. Remember, they're going to be selling it in the Microsoft Store. That's the same thing. You're going to un well, they're going to unbox it, which irks me a little bit because I I don't know. I like to be the first one to touch these things when I buy them, especially if you're spending like seven eight hundred bucks. And then it's going to download all the apps, and then they'll hand it over to you. And that's really about it. Uh, Clark B. So I get 
why Microsoft added creative ringtones in the phone build 1703, which hit phones yesterday, but why did they decide to change the phone's existing ringtones to, to the new ones? And more confusingly, why did they remove the ability to preview ringtones when you go to settings? Uh, asking for a friend. Who knows? This is one of those odd things. It's like, did anybody really think about it? Did anybody really care? Why Microsoft would change the default ringtone and not allow you to preview them? I don't know. It's probably because there's less of a focus on mobile and these things just kind of slip through and there isn't enough time. Uh, Robbie asks, he got two questions here. He said, so after reading Windows 10, Paul's Windows 10 PCs and the future of apps, I've been doing some uh, basic research about progressive web apps. Let's assume that Paul is right and that Windows 10 Cloud will focus on progressive web apps. Do you think Windows 10 Cloud will be held back by the current immature state and unpopularity of Edge? Yes, I do. I honestly think they will. And so this is one of Microsoft's tactics to get people to use Edge is because they're going to lo essentially lock out Chrome unless they, unless they port that to the Windows Store. But progressive web apps, I do agree, are probably the long-term future on device apps like that uh, the browser is going to be the new operating system, I think is the best way to describe that. And so Edge is going to be tough here because Edge has lost, a, not confidence, confidence is the wrong word, it's just that people are familiar with Chrome and that's what they know. And when you take away something that people are familiar with, like they did with the start menu, it's going to make them sit a little uneasy. And so Microsoft is going to have to do a good job of selling Edge with these progressive web apps. That's the that's the thing that, that Microsoft needs to do here, is sell Edge as the best place to run progressive web apps. And that's going to be a tough challenge. It's not impossible. They definitely can do it. He says his other question says Office is still way more popular than Google G Suite. However, when looking at the in-browser version of both suites, G Suite is vastly superior compared to even when compared to the UWV PW versions of Office. Won't Windows 10 Cloud play into Google's hands? Okay. So what he's talking about here is G Suite runs better in a browser than Microsoft's app. So there's a couple things to clarify here. So the UWP versions of Office were the mobile apps, and they're not really the best thing because they're the mobile versions packaged up into UWP, and, and I think those are going to be going, well, I shouldn't say they're going away, but they're going to be porting proper Windows uh, desktop Office apps into the store here in the very near future. But um, I'm not, I don't know, I don't know if I fully agree that Google Suite, their like word processors work better in the browser Microsoft has, online versions of this, go open a Word doc from OneDrive and it'll open up in the browser. And I honestly think it's fine. I use PowerPoint like that all the time. Excel, not so much, but I have written Word documents. Of course, they're Word documents. I've written them in Word in the browser and it it works. I think Microsoft has honestly has done a good job here and I don't think enough people use that stuff and understand how complex it is. Now, I'm not saying Google has done a bad job. Google's done just fine too. And I hope that, I hope that G Suite does really well because that's that means Microsoft has to get on the ball even more about Office to make sure they keep their superiority. So it's to the benefit that G Suite does this stuff well because then Word Online has to, has to improve and it's better for all of us. So to say that it's vastly superior than uh, G Suite Online is, is much better than Word Online, I don't know if I fully agree with that, but uh, Word Online is great. I, if you haven't tried it out, I totally recommend doing it. And Merlin E. asks, uh, why is Groove treated like... A kid, <laughs> it says, why is Groove treated like a kid living in a boarding school? It's a great service with good apps on all major platforms, but you never heard about it. Who knows? Microsoft, they haven't done a good job of promoting this. And I don't know if they just have this service running because they have all the contracts in place and hope that it gets some uh, traction. But Microsoft needs to like legitimately run advertising for Groove because I agree, it is a good service. There's nothing really wrong with Groove. It's just nobody's heard of it. Um, it it's like... 
it's like the artisan version of a music streaming service. It's great. It's unique. It's got some cool stuff, but they don't advertise it. So you've never heard about it. Um, I, I don't really know. It's a, that's an honestly a great question. Maybe I'll, if I talk to some of these guys, well, next week, probably I could definitely at bill. I'm going to bring this up and say, Hey, what are you guys doing with groove? And why are you just sitting on it and not, um, not really promoting that one. Who knows? Uh, uh, Chris, Chris Latexier, I think is how you pronounce this. Groove isn't cool. And so maybe he's right. Uh, Microsoft has always had this kind of image issue. And granted, Surface has done some to help. Xbox is probably their coolest brand by far. I think Xbox is Microsoft's coolest brand. Surface is probably their second best. And then everything else has kind of has this like corporate aura over it. And, and not everybody... Uh, and not everybody really, I don't know, loves it. Uh, Luke asks, will Microsoft Ignite Mobile at build? I doubt it. If they're going to Ignite anything, it's going to be Windows on ARM Mobile. And I know I've drilled this into the ground a bunch of times, but the Snapdragon 835 is Microsoft's where they're moving to the mobile space because it has built-in L, uh, cellular connectivity, great battery life. That's how Microsoft is going to say that they're in the mobile space is with these type of devices. But yeah, and as Kevin points out, uh, I'm just running through some of the comments here. It says, Groove got the Microsoft 90% syndrome. Very good, not great, not fully there, but, uh, you know, there you go. It's been an interesting week, guys. Um, I'll be able to share some more stuff next week about why today is kind of crazy. And very last question here that I don't know the answer to, Insignificant88 asks, is, is the feature to the last Windows 10 mobile update? It might be, but I don't, I honestly don't know. I do think there's going to be a new build of Windows 10 possibly coming today, the kind of signs of that happening, which I still find ironic because Microsoft, I think it was Gabe, and bless Gabe's soul, I love him to death, said, we don't like to ship builds on Friday, except most of their builds are now shipping on uh, Friday. So anyways, guys, this has been an interesting episode interesting week and i hope you guys had a great week and i'm honestly looking forward to next week it's gonna be nuts uh paul and i are gonna have some fun up there mary joe's gonna be hanging out with us too be on the lookout for that shenanigans happening and if nothing else guys have yourselves a wonderful weekend and i'll catch you next time